My name is Dot Becker and I am Bulawayo born and raised and I am a Zimbabwean. In 2018, I had been living in Europe for almost 21 years and I decided that I wanted to return home to Zimbabwe. And I decided that I was going to do something a little bit different from most people. I decided that I wanted to drive. I had driven through America, North America, and through large parts of Europe. And I had decided that why should I not be able to drive through Africa? So in November 2018, four days before my 60th birthday, I set off from Barcelona and took a ferry with my my 1998 Ford Transit two-wheel drive van and started my journey back home to Bulawayo. I took the ferry from Barcelona to Morocco and from there I drove mm, sort of around the west coast of Africa. I didn't stick exactly to the coast because the roads don't particularly always allow that. Um, But I more or less drove around the coast. Um, So my journey consisted of Morocco, Mauritania, Senegal, Gambia, Guinea, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, Togo, Benin, uh, Nigeria, Cameroon, Gabon, Republic of Congo, Cabinda, Angola, which is Cabinda's uh, an enclave of Angola, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Angola proper, Namibia, Botswana, and then home to Zimbabwe. I drove 20,000 kilometers approximately over eight and a half months. And for eight months, I was on my own. And, and I did most of the driving myself. Except for those two weeks, my niece drove occasionally. My niece joined me for two weeks from Libreville in Gabon to uh, Cabinda. But for eight months, I was on my own driving some of the worst roads you have ever imagined. (laughs) I know a lot of Zimbabweans complain about the potholes, but let me tell you, I have seen more deeper, wider potholes than you can imagine through many countries in West Africa. Um, Suffice it to say, I made it safely, uh, much to many people's surprise, Uh, I think Because I was 60 and I was a woman and I am Caucasian, uh, many people really didn't think that I would be able to make it. And yet I had the time of my life. When I decided to return to to Zimbabwe, I, I knew that I would be returning to the warm heart of Africa. And not only because of the sunshine, but because of the African people. And when I left Europe, I had, um, I had left a long-standing relationship, marriage, and I was, I, I can't say that I was in a happy place in my life. But by the time I was a few countries in, I have to say that the African people, with their warm smiles and their friendly waves and their helpfulness, um, really gave me my joy back. And I just had the most amazing time. I can't say that every day was a happy day. I can't say that every day was terrible. I can say that some days were challenging, 
immensely challenging, physically challenging mainly. You know, I, I'm, I can't confess to being a particularly fit 60-year-old, <laughs> um, but I, I had... I can say that I have developed some absolutely awesome driving skills. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, I, I, the African people, with their, as I said, with their warm smiles and their, and their really friendliness and, and good nature, really helped me um, discover a different journey, of, uh, uncover a different journey about myself. And, um, and I just had the most amazing time. Um, there were many, many, many checkpoints uh, with either police or immigration. And I'm not talking about the borders. I'm talking in between cities, um, in between countries, uh, just everywhere. And some of those were very challenging. Uh, especially challenging for me was the fact that I didn't speak a lot of French. I, I learned a bit more French along the way, but I never became fluent at it. Um, and in some ways that kind of worked to my advantage, <laughs> but it was challenging because I didn't speak French, um, but yet a lot of the people were very, very helpful and charming anyway. Um, the thing that challenged me the most, um, was the weather. West Africa is incredibly hot and incredibly humid. Um, temperatures can be between 26 and 35 degrees, and but the humidity can be 75% and over. So that alone, every single day, I mean, I don't think that I stopped sweating for one minute <laughs> until I got to Angola, and then it sort of cooled down because it was winter in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, but it was, yeah, the heat challenged me immensely, as did the many thousands of mosquitoes who had a delicious time uh, on me. Nonetheless, I, I still, and, and that, I think that was the biggest challenge of all. So, you know, people will say, how dangerous was it? Or how, you know, what were the challenges? The, the biggest challenge for me was just the, the heat. It, it, it punished me a lot. I, I found it very, very difficult some days. Um, it just seemed to sap my energy. So I, I managed to I managed to find a rhythm where I would drive for several days and then I would take a few day, couple of days break from driving so that I could just you know regain my strength and, and, and my focus. Um, other than that, the I had so the, the the questions that most people ask are: uh, Was I safe? Um, I never felt unsafe. I, in fact, I felt more unsafe in some European cities. Um, was, did I have any unfortunate incidents or whatever have you? I did fall prey to a bait and switch where they gave me less fuel on the black market because there was no fuel at the petrol stations. Um, and they gave me less fuel than um, I had paid for. It was a messy situation. But I didn't lose much more than about, uh, I don't know, $15. So it wasn't a big, a big loss because I had been very cautious about using the black market anyway. Um, and that was the only unpleasant incident, really, that, that happened. Um, uh, I had some altercations with uh, policemen at checkpoints. I tended to, <laughs> to win those. Um, I never knowingly paid a bribe. Um, there were a couple of times afterwards that I think, oh, I didn't get a receipt. I think I, think I may have paid something that I shouldn't have. 
Um, in terms of so, in terms of my safety, I, I have to say that I really, I never felt unsafe. I, I, ne- I, sometimes people were unfriendly, but people can be unfriendly everywhere in the world. And um, I, you know, some people just are not nice people everywhere. There are not nice people. But otherwise, I had the, the most amazing time and people were just incredibly friendly. I, 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 had, I, I did something called Africa Roadside Assistance. It's, it's my own name for it. Um, and I, I always say it's Africa Roadside Assistance and sometimes you give it and sometimes you get it. Well, I got Africa Roadside Assistance 13 times and I gave it five. And Africa Roadside Assistance is within 10 minutes, 15 minutes, someone, no matter what happens. I got stuck in sand five times. You know, uh, I, I had various, in, I got stuck in mud. I got, um, I got I, my, you know, my clutch broke down. Um, I, I always had somebody there within 15 minutes. Within 15 minutes, there was somebody there. I would pay them some money and I would be on my way. So that's Africa Roadside Assistance. And there were times that I also helped people. Uh, A guy got knocked off his motorbike um, by a truck and I had to go 40 kilometers to find the nearest hospital and drop him off there. So that was just one example. But, you know, every, every now and then something would happen, I would be able to help somebody else. And that was... That was kind of my my payback in any way that I could because I don't know a lot about cars, <laughs> but that was it. So the, the, in terms of my vehicle, uh, she's she's a two by four. She's not a four by four, uh, and she was awesome. I mean, many seasoned overlanders were amazed that I had managed to my vehicle and I had managed to to do conquer some of the the routes that we had conquered for example in between Nigeria and Cameroon um, there is no road you, the road that is there between the borders there's a war on the Cameroon side so we were not allowed to to do that and so we had to follow a GPS tracks and I say we because I actually um, followed with a, a, an American couple who had a big Ford um, and I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to do the roads I really wasn't and I did manage to do them without any help because I, I, I really decided to buddy up with somebody so that if I needed to be towed or pulled or whatever that I had some help and because it was such a, a, a desolate road, stretch of track um, I, I just thought it would be better to do with a, a, somebody else <clears throat> And it was, it was a wise decision, but at the same time, I would have managed it. I'm a, but I only know that now, and I didn't know that then. Um, but it was the most beautiful part of Africa I have ever seen up on the plateau in Nigeria. And then coming into Cameroon, I had to cross through several rivers without bridges. <laughs> so um, on the Nigerian side, there were, ridge, there were bridges, but they were mostly planks crossing the road, uh, crossing uh, a gap. So, yes, so that's my, my journey. Um, it was amazing. I had the best time. And I highly recommend it to anybody. My book is, uh, is about to launch and be published. If you're in Zimbabwe, um, find me on 
Going Home to Africa is the name of my book. It's the name of my journey on Facebook. It's the name of my website, www.goinghometoafrica.com. And uh, I hope that you found this interesting. And I hope that you'll follow me on my new journeys, which are going to be traveling around Zimbabwe. And I'll be going to Namibia soon and then driving around South Africa, which none of which will be as challenging as West Africa. But I hope you'll follow me anyway. Thank you.